When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everyone. My name is Marin Ellis, and I am with Muscles and Medicine. This is the Muscles and Medicine podcast, and it is brought to you by Divine Design Fitness, where we help you build your body and fortify your faith. I'm excited today to introduce you to someone that actually inspires me, someone that um, I recently ran into, not physically because of COVID, but <laughs> um, ran into online um, in the world of fitness, in the world of health, and then through having just good conversation and reaching out through social media and then being able to speak to each other. We just hit some notes and um, it is my good friend, Dr. Josh, Joshua. So, Hey, tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a psychologist by training, a clinical psychologist. Um, my, almost my entire career uh, has been spent in the areas of health and fitness and public health and population health um, have done everything we're in from um, working with people individually to better manage chronic medical conditions to designing statewide programs to promote health and wellness. And so, you know, my interest really at a core, like you and I talked about, is how and why people do or don't engage in health behaviors and how to get get those who are doing to keep doing and those who are not to kind of help them use psychology and behavioral science to make their lifestyle changes easier, better, and longer lived. Yeah, man, if I couldn't have said it any better, <laughs> I might have to take some of that. That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. Now, how long have you been doing this? <laughs> long time. So I was in, um, I was in an academic position for 18 years uh, at the University of Alabama at Birmingham in um, School of Public Health. Um, I got my actually got my PhD in 1995 from the University of California, San Diego. Okay. And then then the School of Public Health um, for 18 years, and then retired from the School of Public Health to go start a um, technology company that was actually focused on. Um, promoting health and, and fitness um, using an incentive system and doing it at the population level. So kind of graduated out of um, uh, academics mm -hmm. and then simultaneously really got involved a little bit less with the psychotherapy side and more the performance coaching, mm -hmm. um, working with athletes, um, both at the collegiate level but also, and I think this is one of the things as a psychologist so interesting and, and I'm blessed to be able to do, working with college and pro athletes who are transitioning out of their athletic career and into a different life career mm -hmm. um, and helping them bring those skills that they had from sports into life. And then I also do quite a bit of work with um, executives kind of all over the country. Um, and interestingly enough, most of them 
the chief number one issue is my health is going downhill. I make a lot of money, but I don't have time to exercise or look after myself. Can you can you help me figure out how to change my life to do that? So oh. that's that's my story. So we're in the transformation business. We're brothers in the transformation game. <laughs> yes, we are. That's awesome. And hey, one of these days, I think I'm gonna call you. How do um how do we meet? Let's I guess oh, okay. I'll let you tell that story real quick. That was great because I I wanted to tell a story, but I wasn't gonna tell the story unless you asked me. Um, <laughs> so when I when so, so you as I told you, you're like you're a celebrity um, <laughs> because. You. Uh, so when this pandemic hit, um, my gym closed and I was sort of struggling with what am I going to do to work out at home? And I found my way to a product called Gorilla Bow and, you know, did my research on it and, and bought one. And then I wasn't exactly sure what to do with it. I mean, I kind of figured it out and then I went online and there you were, you know, and every, every time I was looking at another demo, there you were. And then as you and I talked, I really wanted a more cardiovascular, high intensity workout with the Gorilla Bow. And there you were. And in fact, you were the only one. And so um, you've become my Saturday morning instructor via YouTube. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to show people that I was doing it. And so, you know, by the power of social media, I posted something on my Instagram account and tagged you. And here we are. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, guys, just remember that sometimes it's. We do things. I've helped a lot of people. I've helped some NBA guys, NFL guys, collegiate athletes, high school athletes, and just people who are trying to get in shape. But you never know who's watching. You never know <laughs> who's out there that whose life you're transforming, especially in this digital age. What's one thing you wish you knew before you began your, uh, began your career? You've been doing this for a while. What's one thing that you would say, you know, I just really wish somebody would have told me this before I started this journey? Um. That there's not a defined path. Uh, well, there's not one defined path in my in my particular area of my particular profession. Um, I was I, I, my training was pretty. Um, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this, and then you're going to go be a scientist, and then you're going to. And one of the things that I found, not unlike uh, uh, fitness, I went down a path, and it worked for me for a long time. And then it wasn't working for me again, much like a workout, not, not unlike a workout. Only the, the problem I had was I didn't think to look around and try a different workout for lack of a better description. So I spent, you know, 18 years doing one workout and I enjoyed it for probably 15 of those years. But those last three years, I probably should have changed up workouts faster. Mm. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, I guess I did not really think that um, my life would take so many twists and turns. And, and to be honest with you, that the core that I could always fall back on, and this was long before I got married and had kids, was my workout. Hmm. And I, I will tell you this, Ren, in, in graduate school, um, you know, you, it was seven days a week, hmm. 12, 13 hours a day. As I like to say, they took everything away from me. Okay. And the only thing, you know, I took no money, no nothing. And the only thing I still had was I was able to work out mm. wherever, you know, and, and I did not realize how important exercise was to me psychologically um, until that time. And I, it took me a while to sort of figure that out. And I wish I would have known that 
earlier. And then the last thing is, and this is going to sound a little, I don't know what to sound like to your listeners. <laughs> I realize now as I, I'm older that there are definitely things and times and situations in people's lives where diet and exercise are not the most important thing. You know, as much as you, you're, you're a fitness instructor, I'm a fitness fanatic, and there are times where there are other things that are much more important in that moment, in that day, and that people have to give themselves the grace to appreciate and honor when other things are more important than getting a workout in. Hmm. Yes, that's that's powerful right there. You said a key word, grace, and um, that's a whole nother topic I was actually going to speak about in the future of the ability to have the grace to give yourself some time. But again, you can abuse grace. A lot of people abuse grace, whether yes. it comes to faith and religion or whether it comes to their body, uh, they just assume the next day is going to be there. Take advantage of today, but then give yourself the grace if you just have other stuff going on, because nobody yeah. wants to look selfish when your husband or wife is sick or something You're like, Hey, I'll get yeah. to you, but I got to work out. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. your kids are getting bad grades or something. And you're like, really quick, I will help you, but I got to work out. And then I will help you with your math homework. So there are yes. those days. Um, okay. So tell me this. So you went through school, you went through, um, you know, the workout, you realized how strong working out and fitness was um, to you, especially during grad school. What was a, your biggest failure? What was the one thing that stuck out in your mind that was a failure? And again, I want to caveat that by saying, or preface that by saying, it's not so much a failure, but what did you learn from? Um, To be honest, this is interesting. I mean, this is nothing. Um, So I was pretty successful in my career. I, I've always been able to kind of navigate it. I didn't have any major career failures. I'll tell you where I'm being completely honest with you and, and transparent. Um, becoming a parent mm. was the most challenging thing, you know, and every parent will tell you this. It is the most challenging thing that you'll ever do. But I wasn't really good at it early on when my kids were young. And mm. I definitely feel like not only did I struggle, um, like most of us as parents do, but now my kids are 19 and 21. I, I, I wouldn't say I was a failure at, at, at being a parent. I mean, I think my kids love me. And I was a good parent, but I probably could have done better. Like I probably could have, could have embraced the challenge more. Mm -hmm. um, and that is one thing that I, um, I, I, yeah, I think I regret it. I, I, you know, again, thankfully I have a really good relationship with my kids and I got better with it much again, much like training over time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the second thing too, is I wish I would have picked my head up a little bit and looked around. I like a lot of younger people do when I was in my twenties and thirties, I was very focused on being a PhD, being, I surfed a lot in California, being a surfer, being in good shape, being the best at everything. And I wish I would have given myself a little bit of grace to just be more human mm. Um, because now as I, you know, as I rounded into 50, um, I, I not only realized that psychologically, but again, if we get back to fitness, you know, my body, I got to give my body grace in a way that I didn't have to give it when I was 20 and 30, you know? And so I kind of wish I would have lived my life a little bit more like that. 
Wow. Wow. It is crazy how fitness relates to almost every aspect of life or life relates to every aspect of fitness. And it just, some days you just sit back and you're just saying like, man, that wasn't a good workout. But then you move on and you say, okay, next time I'm going to do it a little bit better. Now, the thing about we don't get days back, whether it's workout days or parenting days, but having that ability, I I have my uncle and I asked him, what is it that made golf such a powerful game to him? Um, He Mm -hmm. loved it. He would go, he lives in Minnesota. He would go golfing even in the snow if he could and paint the ball black so he could find it. But he said, golf is the game where you know you're going to miss it. You know you're going to make a mistake. Every time you swing that club, it's impossible to have a perfect swing. Even Tiger and Jack Nicklaus, it's impossible to have a perfect swing. The The game is to figure out your mistake and correct it the quickest, knowing that my next swing is going to be another mistake. So while I'm correcting one, I'm making another. And whoever can identify those mistakes most often is usually the professional and the one that wins the game. Or the match. Yep. So, and, and and be willing. I just played a little psychologist with you. Mm-hmm. Be willing to own your mistake and give yourself grace. I mean, I know what I'm talking about, but so there's a difference between. We see this a lot. There's sort of the denial of it, not 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 owning up to the mistake. Right. Um, uh, but then there's also, and I see this with athletes, not being. Um, pummeled by that mistake. You know, mm-hmm. I have worked with a great basketball coach, coach women's basketball, mm-hmm. head up, you keep your head up, you keep your head up, not head up dribbling. But when you make a mistake, you acknowledge it, you own it, you learn from it, but you keep your head up and you don't let it pummel you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, whether that's fitness or sports, I mean, that's the thing. It's, I had a bad workout. Okay. And maybe I didn't give it my best effort. Right. Yes. And now today I'm going to do better. Um, it's not just affirmations, though. There's there's definitely that owning of the of the you know I'm using quotation marks the failure. Right. Got you. Own you got to own it. And I would say the best example of that in sports is the defensive back because uh, yes. they make a mistake, they get burned, they get to get right back up, get on the horse, and get back at it. So, so tell me this. Um, I mean, you insp- you spent your life inspiring other people. You spent your life really helping people be the best that they can be. What or who are the three people that have helped, have helped you through your transformation journey? Um, so I think a few people. I had a professor um, as an, under, an undergraduate. Um, I took a psychology class. And it was a it was a scientist, a, a psychologist who worked with children with autism okay. um, and really got a chance to work with children with autism and, and got to see the power of behavioral science help change lives. And I tell you, that was that's why I went and became a psychologist more than anything else, because I saw this guy showed me that, yes, the science of psychology and even at a more basic level of behavioral science can help a child who can't speak learn to speak. And that was incredibly powerful. That was number one. Um, number two, um, number two is probably my mom. Okay. Um, I was one of those kids who 
um, very persistent, very headstrong, but also fairly negative. You know, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. I don't know how to do this. And uh, I'm never going to be successful, blah, blah, blah. My mom was a teacher, mm-hmm. elementary school teacher, and was always there to tell me, you know, so always said the same thing. Just do it. Keep going until either it succeed or fail. Mm-hmm. If you succeed, you keep going. If you fail, we'll change directions. And then the third person is is definitely my wife. Um, my wife's also a psychologist, which okay. makes life really interesting. My kids love to um, they have all kinds of jokes about having two parents as psychologists. <laughs> right. But my my wife um, has really inspired me and and changed my life for for two things. One, just as a wife, as a life partner. But also, and, and, you know, people always say, should you be in, in the same field as your spouse? And people say, no, so I'm really just, my wife has helped me keep my level of excellence in what I do because she calls me out. We, and we get very different. Um, we do do very different things in the field of psychology. Okay. But I always know that she's watching, you know, at some level, whether it's what I write or what I say. And in that way, she's both my partner and my support but also kind of a life accountability. So that's what I say. So my, the first professor, my mom and my wife. Awesome. And having, it's kind of crazy because when you look at it, one was for a temporary time, your professor, yep. but then one was a lifelong partner, at least from the yep. time that you met her. And I think that's big in fitness. You might have a trainer, even in faith, you might have a pastor, um, or a, a spiritual brother or sister, or in the world of uh, sports, a coach in the world of fitness, a trainer that's there for a temporary time. But then there's also people put in your life for an extended period of time, but you always need to have that level of accountability, especially if you're in the same area, but not exactly competing against each other. And that's a big thing because you and her are practicing two different things in the same field. So that's huge. Um, Real quick, so I want you to share with the audience, what are some of the myths about transformation, behavior transformation toward fitness? And then we could also finish up with what are some of the tips that you would like to share with them to get them to start? Because our audience is usually made up of people who don't work out. They want to, but they don't. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily motivated a lot of times or obstacles or things keep getting in their way. So what are the tips and what are the myths? So number one myth, and I think this is the most important thing, whether you're just starting or you're an elite athlete, because I say this to, to, to both groups, there is this mindset that once I start on a fitness path or a sports path, I got to I got to I got to do it right. I got to do it right every single day. And and whether you say intellectually that you understand that that's not true, people really don't believe it at an emotional level. And so I tell people this. Most of the things that we do for our health, including working out, there is no evidence anywhere that says if we unless we do it every single day correctly, we won't derive benefit from it. And, and and so the idea is you only have to do the right thing. Let's just call it working out more days than not across your life. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's so important because we end up putting so much pressure on ourselves to work out even before we start working out. And mm-hmm. so 
you don't have to work out every day in order to be in shape. You don't have to have the best workout in order to maximize the benefits. So again, this comes into the idea of grace, mm -hmm. but you have to start with that mindset because life is going to get in the way more times than you're ever going to be able to work out. Mm. Like that's just a given. And then the second thing is you always need to have a plan. This sounds a little bit like drug relapse, but <laughs> it, it follows the same model. What is your plan for when you kind of fall off the wagon? Because every one of us is going to fall off the wagon. Now, again, falling off the wagon, Marin, may be, I just don't feel like working out. Fall off the wagon could be I'm sick. Fall off the wagon could be I broke my leg. You know, what is your plan for when you are not going to do what you need to do? What's your plan to get back in, into play? Because if you don't have that, that's when you get to, yeah, I was, and I hear this all the time. I'm sure you do too. I was working out, I was doing great. And then I just like, I don't know. And <laughs> then I was six months later and I just, and then it was a year and then I just done. Mm -hmm. And I, I always stop people and say, stop. You didn't wake up and it was six months later. You woke up and it was one day later and two days and three days and four days and five days. So what's your plan once you stop to get started back? If you can do those two things, not have the expectation that you got to do it every day, and always have a plan to get yourself back on track, then everything else is just a matter of fine tuning the type of workout, um, the type of nutrition, the type of stress management. You just need those two anchors. Mm, okay. 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 And what would you say to someone who is just literally beating themselves up or has tried and failed numerous times in this transformation journey? Yeah. So again, if you think about, if we're talking about really anything, if we use exercise, but really anything, relationships, nutrition, it doesn't matter. Um, failure is kind of subjective. And what I mean by that is you, you don't just fail completely. You, you slow down. Mm. You don't work out as much. Your diet starts slipping. Your relationship has some problems. It, it's not you wake up and you have failed. And so my, my, my message is, without trying to be too cliche, what you have to do is, is, is not use the word failure unless you're not doing the activity, whatever it is, at all. Hmm. Hmm. Doing it at all. And you have no intention of doing it then even then it's not a failure. It's a choice. I, I choose not to do it, but just because you didn't eat the right thing, you didn't work out. What have you? That's not a failure. That's just a behavioral choice. And tomorrow you can choose to do it, to start up. It's, mm. it's not as punitive and harsh as we make it out in our heads. So we're often too hard on ourselves. And that's one of the things that holds us back is the fact that we, Again, going back to the beginning, don't give ourselves enough grace. Um, man, that's amazing. I'm, I'm actually going to listen back to this. It takes some notes <laughs> as well. Um, so I want to also give you a quick plug. I just received the book, so I have not read it yet. But based off that's of the okay. conversations and the videos that 
I've watched of you. I'm excited to open this book, uh, Living Smart, Lifestyle Change Made Simple. Um, where can they find it and share a little bit with them? Because um, I really think it would help a lot of people. Well, thank you. Um, so you can get it on any uh, online bookseller. Um, it's probably the easiest thing. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatever is the easiest for you, any online bookseller, um, you can get it there. Here's why we wrote the book. And if you get this book, what's interesting about it is it's not a diet book. It's not an exercise book. It's not a sleeping book. It's not a stress book. It's a, all of those books. Mm -hmm. We have we have examples of how to make change and exercise diet, et cetera. But one of the things myself and my co-author wanted to try to show people is that the same transformation skills that you might use to start a workout routine mm -hmm. are exactly the same skills that you would use to change your diet which are exactly the same skills you would use to get better sleep, which are exactly the same skills you use to manage stress or quit smoking. And so we wanted to write a book that says, look, if you're trying to make a health lifestyle change, these are the things you need to know how to do. Now, we give examples in the book of all kinds of things, dieting and exercise. All that. But the idea is if you learn these, these smart skills, you can apply them to anything because they're focused on how to change habits and routines. They're not focused specifically on a particular exercise program. And, and what's so empowering about that is once that kind of clicks for you, you realize, oh, wow, I, okay, I got my workout going. Now I'm going to move on to something else mm. because the skill set is exactly the same. And that's what we're proud of. Um, it's, it's sort of a, history of behavioral science all rolled up into something that's pretty user-friendly and we're pretty proud of it we've we, we, we've written several editions of it and we hope that people find it useful that's awesome hey i know one last question what does faith mean to you to me faith is this it is a feeling or a belief at our core something that is very hard to describe in words for a lot of us, that, that there is something that we're connected to that we don't have to think about, but that just is. It, there is a connection that is, you can say it's in our heart or it's in our soul, but we can't even describe it, but we know that we are connected to you know, faith in another person works that way, mm -hmm. faith in a higher being, mm -hmm. but it's something that is deeper than thought or belief. It is something that we feel and, and, and we can't even describe what that feeling is, but it's a connection that supersedes everything that we know intellectually. And that to me is faith, whether that's a faith in a higher being or faith in the love that I have for my wife, it, it works both ways. It's just on different planes. Wow. That's the second greatest definition I've ever heard of faith. The first, <laughs> first for me is Hebrews 11, but uh, yeah, no, that well, was, hey, you know, <laughs> yes, that, that, that was powerful, man. So, Hey, everyone, make sure you get a chance to get the book again. It's living smart lifestyle change made simple. Pick it up on Amazon or any online book retailer. And, I already want to let you guys know that I want to have Dr. Joshua back as often as possible. So make sure you, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find my webpage at joshclapo.com. 
Uh, and then you can find, which has links to all my social media on Instagram. It's at Dr. Josh K. Um, but if you go to my webpage, joshclaypo.com, um, it'll take you to any of the other places. And as you know, from, from, from following me, I'm putting videos out, um, almost every day. Um, I'm putting written tips out almost every day and, uh, you know, just, just out there to try to help people transform their lives just like you. And I'm excited about this new relationship that you and I are developing. Yes, yes, most definitely. So, all right. Well, thank you again for your time. And I just want to thank the listeners for taking about 30 minutes just to listen and get inspired and get transformed. Um, and we're here to help you. He's here to help you. I'm here to help you achieve the goals that you have for your life. Because you know what? You were divinely designed to do something and be something great. So thank you again, Dr. Joshua. I appreciate you. Thank you, Marie. All right. Have a great one. You too. Thank you so much for spending time with us and listening to this latest episode of the Muscles and Medicine podcast. This episode with Dr. Clapeau was a powerful one, one that focused on the mental and in some cases, the spiritual aspects of transformation and giving you those nuggets that will help you not only make transformation now, but lasting transformation, because ultimately that's what matters. So thank you so much for your time. Make sure you stay tuned. Subscribe to our uh, podcast channel, uh, the Muscles of Medicine podcast. We're going to have new episodes coming out weekly that will help you on your journey, new interviews, new bits of information. But also make sure to follow us on Divine Design Fit uh, on Instagram. And you could also find us on YouTube, Divine Design Fitness on YouTube. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on any of those channels or on Facebook. I look forward to speaking with you soon and stay tuned for the episode next week. Have a blessed week. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Muscles and Medicine. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at divinedesignfitness.com and follow us on YouTube at Divine Design Fitness. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you consume podcasts. Please feel free to leave a review and comment. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.